There, you've all got a bunch of pieces. They move what way on the board? Forward, diagonal, right? They go diagonal in these moves like that, and then you can jump other people. But something different happens when you get your piece to the end, right? To the other person's side. What happens then? Is that what you say too? King me. That's what I used to say too as a kid. King me. King me. And then once you're the king, what happens? You get to go backwards too. The game shifts and changes. And you can attack people from behind. Isn't that exciting? Right? The whole game changes once you're kinged. It's a relatively simple game, simple rules, not a whole lot going on to it. But that goal of becoming a king, right? that goal of taking things over so that you can then decimate your opponent from the board, that's the goal of checkers, isn't it? Right? It's a relatively simple game with total obliteration as your goal. It's a beautiful game, really. It's one that builds collegiality and teamwork, right? Shows us how to operate in this world as loving people, completely wiping out the opposition until there's none left but yourself. Yeah, well, this concept of kinging me, I think we see it in the scriptures today, particularly in our gospel passages that we all participate in a reading. Now, in the beginning of the history of Israel, there was one king. That king was kind, merciful, strong, loving, wise, always made the right decision. He provided everything for his people, and he protected them from their enemies. He guided them and directed them and watched over them. He cared about them all, from the least of them to the greatest. But there was a problem with them. The problem with that king was that the people didn't really like him. right? The nation of Israel kind of got tired of that king. They didn't like the way he did things. They didn't care for him. They were not satisfied with him. They thought they could get something better if they went shopping for a new king. And so that's what they did. They asked for a replacement for their perfect king. They wanted a flawed one to replace the one that was perfect. And that's just what they did. They replaced their true king, which was who? God. They replaced God with Saul. Saul was chosen because he was tall. Right? That's the best reason to choose somebody, isn't it? If you're playing basketball, maybe. But not if you're picking kings, right? That's not the best way to do it. But they chose Saul. But God knew he was going to get his people back eventually. And so he promised during the reign of the second king, King David, that there would be a member of the family of David on the throne of Israel forever. And last Sunday, we saw this heir, this true king, enter Jerusalem to much fanfare. The people waved palm branches and laid their cloaks on the ground to cover his path as their king, the one seated on the foal of the donkey, entered the city of Jerusalem. And who was this king? Jesus Christ, the descendant of David and the Son of God, the one who would put a descendant of David on the throne forever. He would surely be the king the people wanted. He would surely be the one to fulfill their hopes and dreams and wishes that all the other previous kings had fallen short of. He would be the one to do it. But the people did not remain satisfied with him either. Ultimately, his people did not 
want him to be their king any longer. They didn't like the way he worked. They didn't like his foreign policy, especially that he didn't overthrow the Romans immediately. They thought that was a real bummer. And so his ratings went way down, and they wanted him out. And so in his trial, we see Pilate present Jesus to the crowd, saying accurately, Here is your king, to which they replied, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. The people wanted their rightful king to die. And when Pilate asked if he should crucify their king, they replied, We have no king but the emperor. They were willing to trade the true king for an emperor who they despised. They didn't even like the guy. And yet he was better than the one that God had provided. They thought he would be the one to fulfill their hopes. And then they led their king to a mountain and lifted him up with a sign above his head, which read, King of the Jews. Now this day is called Good Friday because this is not the end of the story. This story of continually kicking out the rightful king, kicking out the perfect king for a flawed one. Because God the Father took things into his hands, and he lifted up his son on the third day. Death could not hold Jesus Christ, and the grave was not strong enough to keep the true king down. And so he now reigns forevermore. He is the true and rightful king, seated at the right hand of the Father. But there actually is another throne that he died to occupy as well. That throne is the one that resides in each and every human heart. Will we allow the true king to enter and to take his place there? Or will we continue to live in rebellion, like a game of checkers, right? Continually crying out, King me, King me. Or will we allow God to be the true king in our lives as well? That's really the question that Good Friday presents to us. As we scream for our king, the true one, to be crucified, we ask, will we let God soften our hearts so that Jesus Christ can take his rightful place? And that's where Good Friday changes from a day of horrible injustice to a day of salvation. May we receive our true and rightful king May we confess our brokenness, our desire to scream out, King me. May we confess those things to our Savior and receive him as our true and rightful king so that our lives might be transformed by his reign and the grace that he pours out upon us. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for this Good Friday. Thank you, Lord God, that you did not stay in the grave, Lord that our rebellion did not conquer you, but rather you have conquered our rebellion, Lord. Please break us of this habit, of this inclination we have, Lord, to cry out, King me. We confess to you our selfishness and our pride, our lack of humility, Lord, and our lack of desire to live by your grace. Lord, forgive us. And take your rightful throne upon our hearts, Lord God. 
that you might lead us with your righteousness, with your grace, and with your love. Lord God, may this day be a day of change for us, a day in which you take your rightful place, and a day in which we step down and worship you. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.